Welcome back to another episode of Value. I'm Davis Feldman, and I'll be the host for today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking with Isaac Carpenter, co-founder of Restless Grind Productions, or RPG. Isaac, thanks for agreeing to meet and chat. Um, if you wouldn't mind, could you just give us a little background about who you are, uh, where you are, and, and your journey as an entrepreneur? Yeah, sure. Um, well, my name is Isaac Carpenter. I am a senior graduating this summer from the University of Cincinnati. Um, I am uh, going to be graduating with a marketing degree. Um, I was going to be an entrepreneurial uh, major, and then I ended up switching that about halfway through. Um, as far as my business goes and, and how that whole journey really started, um, I started in senior year of high school with a classmate of mine and a teammate of mine. Um, we kind of got together and we decided, hey, we want to do this thing. Let's see where it goes, see how, you know, how it works out. We've always been very entrepreneurial. Um, and so moving forward, we, we started off doing uh, pictures and stuff like that. And then uh, now we're all the way to more of a marketing and branding company. Um, to give you a little background, we uh, work with athletes specifically, but we also do work with companies. Um, we've worked from with some pretty small companies, uh, some restaurants and whatnot, and and we've also worked with some Fortune 500 companies, um, helping them with their marketing, with production, um, media marketing, you know, the whole work. So uh, we're, we're focusing more on athletes, uh, specifically professional athletes. We like to break into the college uh, athlete world, hopefully soon when um, college athletes will start to be paid for their for their uh for their name and for their work and their likeness and whatnot but right now we've worked with some athletes uh with some pretty big names we worked with joe mixon from the Bengals. he's the Bengals starting running back we worked with um some people in the red so a lot of local guys and then we've worked with some younger guys moving into the nba um you know rayshon jenkins from the chargers we worked with a lot of people um and we helped them essentially build their brand so we kind of sit down with them uh, go through what they want to do moving forward as they as they come into the league or they come into the professional athlete world. Um, you know, what do they want to do with their foundation? Do they want to start a foundation? Um, how do they want to be branded? What what do they brand themselves as? So then we can go find the right companies to market them to. So hopefully we can get them brand deals and whatnot. So that's a pretty quick rundown of, of what we do. Uh, so I guess we're moving on about four and a half years now um and it's been a lot of fun um and we're still we're still doing some stuff so we're trying to uh get it big enough to where we can uh do this full time and hopefully hire some people outside of college but you know we never know where it goes 2020 has been interesting so yeah awesome so your company restless grind what was the initial motivation to create your own your own company your own multimedia production agency um I think it's a, a few things. One, my dad is an entrepreneur. He owns his own business. Um, so that's always played into me growing up. I mean, I can remember back when I was, you know, 10, maybe even younger doing, you know, everything that I could to start my own business. You know, I I'd, I'd do landscaping for a long time. I actually got to the point where I would be able to hire some people to help me landscape. Um, you know, and my dad taught me pretty young, you know, how to go quote those, um, those jobs and don't quote by the hour, quote by the job, you know, you know, quote by the man hour. There's a lot of things that played into that young. And so I just really love the idea of doing that. 
Um, I don't think I struggle with working for somebody, but I, I, I have always had a passion to, to run my own show per se. Um, and I don't say that in any you know cocky manner. Um, but I, I do believe that I, I probably work better when I can sit down and evaluate the whole picture, um, from a higher level versus just being told, Hey, go do this, you know, sit at a desk nine to five and do this, 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 and then you're done for the day and you go home and not worry about it. Um, I actually kind of like to worry about it a little bit when I go home. Um, so I think it's always been that I've always had that drive. And then my business partner, uh, Josh, who I grew up with, uh, played football with and, and were classmates with, he had the same idea. Um, he's a really smart guy. Um, a little bit different personality style for me. I'm more of like, you know, I would, I'm more of somebody that can go out and sell. He's more of somebody behind the scenes that does a lot of the editing and data and, you know, that type of stuff. But um, he's had the same drive as well. You know, he doesn't really, if it was his, you know, dream, he wouldn't be working for anybody. He would kind of um, have his own thing as well. And so I think it made for a good partnership. Um, and as we got started, we just fell in love with the idea of branding and marketing, especially with athletics. That's always been our, our love. Obviously we weren't good enough to play past high school. Um, so we decided, Hey, well, what else can we do in that, in that space? And that's kind of where we landed. Okay. So when you created your company, did you have any idea of what their values or virtues you wanted to, to follow? I guess what, what virtues uh, do you hold uh, in high regard within your own life? And how do you see that in your company? Uh, yeah, it's a little interesting because we're so small. We have three people um, in our business and, and we're all co-owners of, of the business. So it's a little bit different um, from somebody with a hundred people under them. Um, you know, we didn't really sit down and have this whole conversation, like what are our values what as a company, you know, like it's, it's a little bit interesting in that respect, just because of it, it's only three people. Um, but I think we all had the same mentality going in of what kind of values we wanted. I think we wanted to be honest with our clients. We wanted to be honest, uh, with ourselves, um, when we went in to make a sale or we, uh, were reaching out a cold calling or whatever we were doing, we wanted to be honest enough to be able to say, Hey, you may not be a good fit for us at the end of the day. Like, you know, we'd love the sale. We'd love to have some money in our pockets. Um, but it's, it's not a right fit. You know, you, you're looking for something different than we can offer. And we don't want to just jump on board because we want some money. So I think honesty was, you know, a big thing and then reliability as well with production. It's, it's hard, uh, for people to find the right production companies, um, or marketing companies to be reliable and be there when they need them, especially working with athletes. Um, you know, we joke around and say they're, they're kind of prima donnas. They're kind of, you know, sometimes children in that respect, just because, they, you know, they're, when you're working with athletes, you're pretty much on call 24 seven, you'll get a text at midnight saying, Hey, I need this for tomorrow. Um, and you gotta be ready to jump on it just how they are. Um, so they're not their, your average client. So I think honesty and reliability are probably our top two, um, if I had to pinpoint it. Um, but yeah. So it sounds like your, your dad played a, a large role in following your own entrepreneurial journey. Um, how do you see the virtues that, uh, he held, held in high regard growing up that you witnessed those, how do you see those coming to your, into your business now and how do you um, conduct business? Yeah. Um, you know, he played a huge role in my life growing up. Um, you know, we were very close growing up and I got to watch him, you know, build his business and his business truly is really just himself. I mean, he's had employees in the past and he's, um, you know, he's worked with other people, but at the end of the day, um, it, it really isn't more than just him. And then he has one business partner, um, which is also interesting because a lot of people that have parents that own their own businesses often, uh, you know, have, they have quite a few employees, but, you know, he's kind of on himself. So, you know, I can remember waking up 
uh, you know, in the middle of the night to go down to get some food or some water or something. And he's in his office working just because he has to, like, there's been, you know, he's gone through struggles and hardships and whatnot, especially as an entrepreneur, everyone will. Um, and so I got to see him, you know, on his best days and his worst days. And so growing up, I think his values uh, strongly aligned with what I wanted to follow. Um, you know, he's, he's very diligent. Uh, he's a hard worker. And um, I think the biggest thing that he always taught us was leadership. Uh, the, you know, the best thing you can offer a, a team of people or, or, or a client or anything, or even in a relationship is leadership. Um, and so that's, that's probably the one, go, you know, goal that I have is to be able to be as good of a leader as, as he has been for me and my family and, um, and, and for my business. And so he actually came on board with Josh and I early on when we had, you know, no money or anything. And he came on board and invested money and became a partner. And, um, and so he's been along, you know, working alongside of us. And so that's been really cool, uh, for like a father son relationship to be able to work alongside him and learn, you know, sales tactics and, you know, whatnot and how to interact with clients. So I would say leadership has been a huge thing that he's taught us. So the name of your company is, is Restless Grind. And, you know, some may just read that, but it sounds like there's some background with the restless component and, and hard work is, can you, can you explain how you came up with that name or kind of what plays into it? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, um, it, we realized, well, initially when we thought, you know, we created in high school, so we're young and we came up with the idea with Restless Grind Productions. And that was kind of what we wanted to do just because the idea was we wanted to work with athletes and with people that were constantly grinding for what they want. They were constantly pushing after and pursuing their ultimate goals, no matter what, you know, no matter what anybody told them they were going after them. And we had that same mindset as a company and we wanted to do the same thing. Um, so we ended up coming up with that name. We've actually uh, somewhat, you know, rebranded. Now we're just RGP just because, you know, Restless Grind is not the easiest name to, to throw out there. And it also doesn't really make a whole lot of sense when you're just saying that, like it's hard to understand what that really means. Um, a lot of athletes actually really like it. You know, we've, we've had wristbands, uh, that we, that we made maybe freshman year of college. Um, uh, but a lot of athletes love those. We, you know, they, they always ask for them. We've got a ton of them. So they wear them all the time, um, because they, they truly do have that same mentality. So we try to live by it. We try to, you know, there's times where we've been, uh, you know, up till 6am working on a project that's due at 8am just because we want to make sure it's perfect. We want to make sure it's right for the client and for what they need. And so, uh, I, I think that's, you know, a good uh, representation of what we want to do with our business and how we want to be as people. There's no easy feat to, to start a business as a high school student and to continue that through a four-year undergraduate degree. So what ways has, have you been tested with courage and how have you, have you seen that play into your business through the last four or five years? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you're in high school and you want to start a business and everybody, you know, all your friends and the parents there kind of look at you like, oh, it's, you know, fun little business to run. Um, you know, but in my mind, like it was always a serious business. Like I wanted to take it as serious as possible. I wanted to go get real clients. I wanted to have contracts. I wanted to have quotes. I wanted to have, you know, the whole shebang. And, and at the end of the day, it's, it is hard uh, starting one because uh in my mind, it, it, you know, entrepreneurs have a different mindset when it comes to that. A lot of people look at entrepreneurs as either people that don't really want to work or people that have some crazy dream that's just not going to happen. Um, and I think so that's why it takes a lot of courage to be an entrepreneur because you, you get tested a lot. You get tested by the people around you and some of the closest people around you. Um, 
but you know, you just kind of have to push through that. You, you have to get past the idea of looking dumb or looking like whatever, um, you know, get, get away from the appearance you think people have of you or you have yourself um, and, and pursue the goal you have, you know, you want uh, to pursue. So it's definitely been tested through high school. It's been tested in college. I mean, our freshman year, we were so focused on the business. Uh, we, we got our biggest contract um, our freshman year that we've had, you know, all the way leading up to that. Um, and we got, I would say we did get a little bit, you know, money hungry in that sense. We got a huge contract. It was a year long project. Um, it was a lot of fun, but it was a lot of work. And we ended up struggling in school because of it, because we dedicated all our time to the project. We didn't really focus on school. We know we wanted to do both because we wanted to get, you know, we wanted to graduate, we wanted to get a degree and whatnot. Um, but you know, our grades tanked. Josh and I, I mean, we're missing class because we'd be up till 5am working on a project. We'd, you know, not do well on tests because we couldn't study. Like there's just a whole lot of things. And so it actually got to the point where we almost failed out of our business uh, school here just because of how much time we were putting into this and how much effort we really did. And, and that was a big test for us. Cause that's where we had to decide, Hey, is this something we want to do? You know, do we want to work on, in, on the business and school or do we want to stop school and go for the business or stop the business and go for school? And so that was probably my biggest test yet. Uh, we ended up taking a semester off our sophomore year uh, to see how well we could actually pursue it. Because if it was something that we could truly pursue and, and make real money with, I mean, at the end of the day, I have no problem, or at the time I had no problem dropping out and, and just pursuing it. Um, but, you know, we realized pretty quickly, hey, let's get to the rest of school, you know, see where that takes us, see that what connections we make throughout the rest of the years in, in school and whatnot. So that was probably our biggest test that we've had. It sounds like you, you really had to practice resilience with that faced a good bit of adversity while trying to juggle, you know, three different things um, going forward. And from that, what, what ways do you practice resilience now? Or how do you see that shaping you as a leader, especially graduating from college and going, going forward, both on your entrepreneurial journey and with Russell's grind? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would say that's a bit resilience is a big part of our company and any entrepreneurial, um, any entrepreneur that is driving to, you know, succeed in what they want to do. I mean, you're always going to be faced with obstacles that you didn't see coming. Um, and the biggest thing I think we've learned is when something good comes along, don't hope that that's, that's going to make it or break it for you. You know, don't sit on that and say, Hey, we made it, you know, we're good. Um, because I remember, you know, our freshman year, like I said, our biggest con, we had like a 65, $70,000 contract come in and that's the most money I've ever seen, you know, in my life. And I was 18 years old and I thought that was the big, you know, we sat on it and we didn't really go out and try to find any other, uh, any other jobs, any other work. We didn't market ourselves. Well, there's so many things we didn't do well because we were so excited about it. Um, you know, and then right after that, we hadn't had a contract in like three or four months, just, you know, because we couldn't, we didn't do anything to better ourselves. And so there's always going to be obstacles uh, running in, you know, school, school is an obstacle or, you know, um, activities. I mean, we've had to give up so many activities with friends and family uh, because we'd be on a shoot or we'd be, you know, in California uh, shooting for an athlete. You know, we've had to, at the you know tip of our hat, stop everything we're doing and pack our bags and three hours and be at the airport and fly out. So there's always going to be obstacles and the resilience is probably the biggest thing for an entrepreneur. Uh, you know, in that mindset, you've got it. You just have to have it. You know, you've got to build on it. So now you mentioned hope. What, what role does that play in, in your life and in your company? 
Um, so my dad teaches, you know, management, sales management, sales, you know, a bunch of stuff for companies. He's, he get uh, he owns his own company, contracts out with companies and he goes in and teaches a bunch of stuff. And one of the things he's taught, and I've, I mean, I, I can remember this as long, you know, as I've been alive is he's always said, he's got little phrases that he says all the time that he uses in training. And one of the things he's always said is hope is not a strategy. Um, and is especially when he's been alongside us for our business, um, you know, he just keeps repeating that, keep repeating it. It's ingrained in my memory. You know, I love the idea of like being hopeful because at the end of the day, you should be hopeful that you're going to succeed and whatnot. Um, but there, you, you've, there's a fine line between being hopeful and then relying on hope. Um, you can't rely on hope. It's not a strategy moving forward. You know, you can't just say, I hope this is going to happen. I hope this is going to happen. You have to go make it happen. Um, and so as far as hope, the way hope plays in the life of an entrepreneur, it, it really is be hopeful and be excited. But at the end of the day, don't hang your hat on hope. It's not a strategy moving forward. Um, your business will fail if you hang your hat on the idea of hope. And I guess that's the biggest thing I can say about that. I mean, just do not let it get in the way of your success. So you've obviously had some some great success and it seems like you've enjoyed doing it from both what you've shared today. Also, from what I know about you, you really do love what you're what you've created and, and, and what you're doing. Um, has it ever been hard to be humble in that? And, hey, you know, I, I'm a college student. I have my own business. We've been going for five years. I started in high school. Where did you learn humility? Has it ever been hard for you to practice that? Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I think any person that says, you know, it's hard to be humble or, they're, you know, humble humility comes out of, you know, it's just easy for them. I don't really buy it. I mean, it's hard to be humble. I mean, you know, when we got this huge contract or like we got a new gig coming in, you know, like my friends, you know, would sometimes say like, well, great, you guys have a ton of money. Like, let's go, you know, like, why don't you spend it? Why don't you do this stuff? Like, and, and there's times like, yeah, like, you know, you want to brag about it or like you have a potential offer that you have. I remember one time we had this potential athlete we were going to work with, which is a huge name athlete. And, you know, I kind of bragged about it a little bit uh, to some of my buddies and some people I knew, I said, Hey, like we're working on this contract. It could be massive. I mean, I could, I could stop school. Like it's that big. Um, you know, I, and I, I kind of forgot how, you know, how I needed to stay humble and, and, and have that humility. Um, and we ended up not getting it and not to say that's because I wasn't humble, but at the end of the day, um, I, I think humbleness plays a huge part in, uh, being an entrepreneur. I mean, you have to, I, I think you have to be humble, um, because you don't know as an entrepreneur, you never know where your next paycheck's coming. I mean, that's the, that's why not many people can do it because, you know, you don't have that nine to five security of a job. You know, you're not getting paid by somebody else just by showing up and doing your work. You get paid by showing up, doing work, and then doing more work and doing more work. Um, and, and at the end of the day, you've got to get up and you've got to go do that. Um, Otherwise, it's it's not going to happen. And, and then once you do make it happen, you've got to make sure to maintain that humility because uh, a lot of times some stuff can come back to bite you and make you look pretty dumb. Is that, as you phrased it, chasing the money, is that a difficult temptation as an entrepreneur, especially one that was starting out? For sure. I mean, there's, there's times where, um, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I learned very quickly from my dad and from other people that, you know, other mentors and business people that I'm, I'm very close with that chasing the money is never going to work out for you. You know um, you don't want to go 
make a sale just because you can, you know, my dad has been very good at selling his whole life. I feel like I've picked up on a lot of that. I feel like I can sell pretty well. Um, you know, I'm still have a lot to learn pretty young. Um, but I, you know, there's things that I could go out and I could sell just to sell, like just because I could. Um, but there were things that weren't good for the business or weren't good for us or whatever. Um, and so at the end of the day, you know, I learned very quickly, like, you've got to find that right relationship. Like you've got to find, if you're going to, to get that client that could be huge for the business, you better make sure and sit down with them. And that's why we do kind of what is called an evaluation with them is we sit down and say, Hey, you know, you're coming to us with this project. We want to evaluate what that project really is, what the timelines are, the deadlines are, um, you know, what your budget is for and see if it's even a good fit for us. Cause at the end of the day, if you want to go make a project about, uh, you know, a, a corporate training video, that's probably not up our alley. We're, we're a little bit faster paced than that. We're a little bit more edgy than that. We're not, you know, we're not as, as dry as that. So we've had times where we have taken some of those gigs and it just didn't work out. Like it just, we didn't kind of, we didn't do as well as we should have just because we weren't the right fit. Um, and, you know, it's funny that you mentioned chasing the money because I, I actually saw this clip on on social media today uh, of Pitbull, um, the, the, the singer slash songwriter rapper. Um, and he, and he had an interview and he literally said, uh, if you're chasing the money, you'll never catch it. You'll never catch up to it. And that's different from making money. Like if you're making money, it's a different story, but if you're chasing the money, you'll never catch it. You, you, you don't chase the money, you chase the dream. And along the way, find ways to make money off of it. And so at the end of the day, um, I would say, for anyone that's trying to be an entrepreneur or even myself, like don't chase the money. The money, well, money will come if the dream is there and there's something to offer. Um, as long as you can price it the right way, you know, you'll be profitable, but don't chase the money. So are there other temptations or occupational hazards that you've encountered as an entrepreneur? For sure. I mean, starting out, we were, you know, Josh and I were super excited. We, you know, got a website and we got our first couple sales in and we got, you know, all this stuff and we were super excited. We worked really, really hard. And then there's times where you hit your dry spell where nothing's really coming in you're cold calling and nothing's really landing. You're not really selling much. And so as far as like obstacles comes, you know, or you know, occupational hazards, if you will, um, as an entrepreneur, I would say laziness is probably one of the biggest ones. You, you start to, you know, dial back there's it's almost like in a relationship when you have that honeymoon stage and then right after the honeymoon stage you know everything's perfect and then right after that you you've you've got to encounter your first hardships and then you're like whoa is this really what i want to do um and that's when you have to decide is this something i'm willing to chase after and, and continue doing and if it is then I, I have to work at it it's something you have to work at um and if it's not then you back away and you you know you go start you know start something else you go chase a different dream or you go find a job or whatever so i think laziness um uh, is a, is a huge part of what I've struggled with. Um, you know, if, you know, if nothing was coming in, I'd kind of not really do anything that day, or I would just kind of go hang out with my friends or like whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, you can't, you can't be lazy. I mean, you're, you're trying to survive and, and, you know, we, Josh and I, my partner, we both pay for our school. We both pay for our housing. You know, there's a lot of stuff we pay for. And I realized really quickly when money wasn't coming in and I wasn't able to take a paycheck out of our bank account, and I had to find a way to make money, I'm willing to go find the way to make money, but you can't get content with just making the right, you know, just enough money to survive. You've got to be able to, if you want to build a business, you've got to put the money in the business first so the business can survive. And then once the business is doing well enough to survive, then you can start taking money out. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest, the biggest thing I've struggled with. So when was that? When did you kind of, when did that honeymoon phase 
and so post starting your business how long into the into the company um, did that I mean, I would say, I would say in the first year we did like very average, you know, for like what a, a small business would consider good. Um, you know, we did little things here and there. We put every piece of money we had into the bank. We didn't take anything out um, because we really did want to build it up. Our freshman year, we hit the, you know, what we thought was the mother load. Um, and we put all that in. We actually used a lot of that money to invest into equipment and stuff like that. Um, but we, we realized how quickly how much money that really is in, in, in the corporate and the business in the real world. You know, as 18 year olds, you think 60, $70,000 is, I mean, you're, you're set, but like when in reality there's, you know, you've got to pay a ton of, you know, you got to pay taxes, you got to pay fees, you got to pay for your website, you got to pay for equipment, you got to pay, there's a lot of stuff you have to pay for. Um, and so I would say right after our freshman year of college into sophomore year, when we stopped, when we actually took a semester off, it hit me really hard um, that this isn't easy. It's not as easy as it, you know, we thought it was. To be honest, I think a lot of our initial contracts and quotes and um, clients we had were almost like handed to us. Um, you know, we made, we, we got them through connections we had, which is awesome. I think connections are huge. Um, but at the same time, you know, we didn't really understand what it means to go out and have to cold call and find those people that you don't know and to sell those people you don't know. So I would say about the, you know, year and a half, two year mark, we hit the, the rough stage, the rough patch. And that was probably the roughest patch uh, because actually my business partner and I were actually living together as well. Um, and that's an interesting dynamic when you're living with the person you're working with day in and day out. You know, if you struggle with something on, you know, it, working and then you got to go home and you got to live with them. Um, it's, it's not as easy as it think, as you think. So, you know, there's struggles there and we actually debated just stopping completely and just saying, Hey, like, just, you know, let's just be done call it a day. This isn't easy. And then we kind of both sat down and had a real hard to heart. We said, no, we want to chase this. Let's do it. Like we can figure out a way to do it and let's go do it. So. Well, I mean, I see resiliency all throughout that in, in that story. Are there any other virtues that, you know, I haven't mentioned or we haven't discussed that you think are super critical, both in your own life personally, or um, to, to what you guys do as a company? Um, I mean, yeah, I think you can, you can come up with a, with a bunch, you know, I can think of a bunch off the top of my head, you know, we, like we said, we've talked about humility and, and leadership, honesty, reliability. I think those are all huge parts um, uh, of companies. And I think that's why successful companies are the way they are. You know, you think about even Apple or, you know, whoever, some of these, some of the biggest companies in the world, um, you know, they, they're consistently reliable. They're consistently, uh, you, you know what you're getting when you get it. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing for us is what we want to offer to, to our clients and the people that look at us as a company and, and, and everything is something that you know what you're going to get when we talk to you about it. You know, you, you understand um, kind of what's on the table and what's, what we're truly offering. Uh, you know, we don't like to ring around the bush and, and say we're going to offer something we're not going to offer, or, you know, whatever. Um, so I think all of those can be, you know, play into a company for sure. Um, but yeah. So you mentioned your dad as a moral role model. Is there anyone else that played, played into that and kind of what you've created as your own virtue and your own values? Is there anyone on social media that you really look up to or, or follow? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the biggest ones that probably majority of people that are even interested in entrepreneurship know of is Gary V. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. He's, he's massive on social media. He owns 
a plethora of companies, you know, he, he owns, you know, his own company and he owns a lot of uh, stock and a lot of other big companies. Um, but he's kind of like that motivation guy. He's the guy that gets on social media and he's all about, you know, grinding, 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 you know, and then he also talks about uh, working for free for people, you know, prove yourself, work for free uh, for, you know, no money, prove yourself and then go say, Hey, well, we proved ourselves. Now we're looking to make some money. Um, and that was, we've actually used that in a lot of cases. Um, you know, I remember when we pitched uh, uh, a corporate company one time and they said, Hey guys, like, I, you know, I love what you're offering. I love what you guys are about, but at the end of the day, like you're not proven you you've done three or four projects. You're two guys, you know, you're young, you're not a real production company. You're not a real marketing company or branding company. And so I just flat out told him right there on the table and in our meeting, I said, Hey, why don't we, why don't we do this first project for you? And we'll do it for free. And we'll show you if, you know, how we can actually present ourselves and what we have to offer. And if you don't like it, great. You can keep the video. We can walk away and call it a day. Um, but if you like it, I'd ask that the second project, you know, you, you look at us as an actual, an actual company and, and you take our quote into consideration and, and whatnot. And I think they really respected that. I mean, I think they really took that to heart and they, and they did, they, we did the first project for free and the next four or five projects we got, uh, we got the bid on. And so um, I, I would say, you know, Gary Vee's huge for us. He's on social media all the time. He's everywhere. Um, you know, he's, you know, you'll see, a post from him at 9 p.m. one day and he'll just be talking about hey you you know you can do it type thing like you you can grind you, you're so young you know anybody under the age of 30 is still incredibly young even even 30 to 40 is still young I mean in the business world you, you know that's not old at all um age doesn't matter you know at the end of the day it's never too late to start and if, if you're going to start you might as well start young and so that's kind of what we took to heart um so he's probably a big you know moral role model as far as um how we've looked at stuff. So looking back, is there anything you would have done differently? Do you have any regrets about anything? I mean, yeah, I think everyone is able to look back on their life or their business or whatever and say, man, I wish I did that differently. Um, you know, I don't know if it's regret. I think at the end of the day, you learn a lot from your mistakes. So um, I don't think I regret anything. Um, but I do look back at my mistakes and say, wow, I learned a lot from that. And I wish I had done that differently. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, like I wish I hadn't gone after those sales just to get the sales. I think I, you know, that didn't really teach me anything. It may have made my, you know, sales pitch a little bit better, but at the end of the day, like it, it, it hurt us more than it helped us. And so, um, I, yeah, like I said, I, I don't look at them as regrets. I look at them as learning experiences. Um, and I think that's what an entrepreneur entrepreneurs being, you know, is, is all about. I mean, I think you, you live and die by your mistakes, but at the same time you live and learn by, you know, from your mistakes. And so um, we like to look back and say, Hey, we did this differently than we should have. What can we change? You know, what can we not change and how do we use that to make us better? And that's, you know, just like an athlete, you know, they look back at their film and say, wow, I should have made this cut instead of that cut or this play instead of that play. And they fix it the next time. And if you don't fix it the next time, then, you got to really look back and say, what am I really doing to change? Um, but the idea is to kind of look back and say, this is what I need to change and let's go do it. I think it's a really good point. I know you're actually the one that told me that if you're going to fail, fail hard. Uh, yeah. I think that's a very similar line of, you know, not looking at things as regrets and definitely a, a perspective of don't look back at life of, full of regrets. Instead, look at experiences. Okay. Yeah. We might've failed here and, you know, we, we met some difficulty here, but this is what we learned from and this is what we did. So I think that's a really, a really awesome point. Um, as we wrap up 
what advice would you have for college students uh, aspiring to be entrepreneurs, those that have not started their business yet maybe, or are right at that kind of launch phase? What would you tell them? I would say for anybody that's at that launch phase, that's like, has an idea and has even the minimal, you know, a minimal plan of how to do it. And, and, you know, still has the, the dream and the passion to do it, just do it. Just, I mean, there's, there's, and that's another thing that we, you know, we've taken from Gary V over the years is why are you trying to perfect something before you start doing things? You know, like I remember we struggled for so long putting out these videos because we were trying to perfect it. And every, I mean, we'd spend hours and days and weeks on perfecting these videos before we ever put them out to market ourselves or to market the athlete. At the end of the day, we kind of stopped and said, I mean, at the end, at the end of the day, no one's going to know the difference between this edit and this edit, you know, they're not going to know what we did to change it. At the end of the day, we have to put it, put it out there and just, and, and go. And so I think that's probably the biggest uh, piece of advice I would have for something that's like right at that launch phase is, just start. There's, you know, you're going to fail. You're going to mess up. You're going to look dumb at times. Like it just happens. Um, but there's no reason to not start because you're scared of not being perfect. You're not going to be perfect. There's so many things to learn along the way. There's years that you have to go through to, to get better at what you want to do. Uh, you know, just start. And then if for anybody that's not quite there yet, not at the launch stage and, but, but really has that desire, that entrepreneurial spirit, um, and wants to get into that, I would say, the best thing you can do is either go find somebody that is in your field or in, you know, something you, in an area of life or business that you want to do and just shadow them, you know, go work for them, go intern with them, go learn. The biggest thing you can do is go learn, learn, learn. Um, and, and there's times where even I like dirt while we were working on our business and I was in school in the summer when I wasn't in school, I would go take an internship and Josh would as well. And we do both. And, and what we did is we both took internships that made sense for our company as well. I took a marketing internship. Uh, Josh took an editing and a, a data analytics internship. And we went there and we learned how different businesses uh, work and, and how they interact with their clients and how they go about doing things and handling tasks and overcoming, you know, obstacles and whatnot. Um, so the biggest thing you can do is go learn from people. And then once you, you know, have a little bit of information or enough information, go out and start it yourself, you know, go do it. Just, just do it. Like I said, if you're going to fail, fail hard. Um, it's the go big or go home mentality. You know, if you're going to rob a bank, you might as well rob a big one. Uh, you know, you know, at the end of the day, if you fail, you fail, but you might as well fail big, you know, fail hard, do, give it everything you have. Cause when you look back, like I said, I don't have a lot of regrets, but if I don't want to be on my deathbed and look back at me, man, I didn't really, you know, I didn't really try that hard. I didn't, even if it failed, I didn't, I didn't try that hard. Um, but if I fail at something, I'd rather fail hard and, and know that I gave it my all. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for being willing to, to meet and, you know, share your perspective and your story. Uh, it's very admirable and I mean, we're good friends. So a lot of this is, is good advice. And I think uh, a lot of people will listen to this and and get a lot out of it. So thank you again. I uh, wish you the best as well as with your company, uh, especially post-graduation. So thank you, Isaac. Awesome. Thanks, Davis. Appreciate you having me.